Hello and welcome to the 14% Podcast. I am your host, Joyce Massey, alongside of Everybody Loves JG. What's shaking good people? I had a conversation with someone. Really, I wasn't part of the conversation, but I chimed in. A <laughs> uh, guy was talking amongst like two other people about Trump. Okay, so he was asking why is it that Trump feels compelled to go after Medicare and Medicaid when it helps so many people. And I don't know if he was just asking a rhetorical question or if he was complaining via a question, but I decided to give him an answer. And what I, what I said was that Medicare and Medicaid, they get the most federal funding. Um, and that's probably why he's going after it. He doesn't really want to do any thinking pushing monies around um, to try to figure out something better. He's just going after the things that made the most money. The guy stared at me for a split second, and then he was like, did you vote for Trump? And, you know, I gave him my honest answer, and I told him, no, I didn't vote for Trump. And he was like, well, that sounds like something somebody who voted for Trump would say. And I was like, okay. And then I just left it alone. Because it's a real answer. I mean, it's a plausible answer. Um, it's easier to go after things that are getting the most money and it's harder to shift monies around to where everybody benefits or the most people benefit. Um, so today we're going to talk about the budget. Okay. We're going to talk about the budget. We're going to talk about how the government gets money, um, for this budget. And then we're going to talk about the GDP. Uh, we're going to talk about things, all kind of stuff of that nature, okay? Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. We're going to talk about the budget, okay? So, um, I'm using 2015, okay? The fiscal year 2015, because I was able to gather more information on 2015 than I was 2016. Um, first, why is this important? This is important, okay? Because you need to know, one, where your tax money goes. Two, the difficulty that comes with decision-making in terms of where all of the money goes, how it's allocated throughout the land. Um, because it is difficult to, to make these decisions. However, I, I'm not a fan of um, taking away Medicare, Medicaid, um, or even reducing it. I'm not a fan of it at all. Um even though I, I, I'm not on Medicare or Medicaid or um, really affected by Social Security too much other than it coming out of checks. Um, it's not a whole lot, but it's enough. So I, I'm just the type of person who just believes in doing the right thing, um, helping people who can't really um, work or working is like, you know, you either have a disability or... You are now elderly, you worked, you were in the workforce for 40 years. I mean, you know what I mean? So I'm just that type of person who has these set of morals where I, I just, I think that it's wrong to take away um, insurance, things of that nature, okay? So we also need to understand decision-making, the decision-makers, okay? Why they would do certain things um, that will help you anticipate things or forecast things, it would also help you in voting, who you're gonna vote for, right? 
you need to kind of understand their thought processes and how they um, come up with the decisions that they make. So 2015, okay, the budget, the budget to, uh, was $3.8 trillion, $3.8 trillion, which was 21% of GDP. Now we talked about GDP in previous episodes, gross domestic product, gross domestic product. Um, if you go back to, I believe episode one and two, I think I hit on it, but I definitely hit it on early episodes. It's basically the output of America. Okay. The output. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the output. So the measurement output, so goods and services that America Okay, so we started out with $3.8 trillion, okay? $3.8 trillion with a T. That's 21% of the GDP, the gross domestic product, okay? We spoke about that in early episodes. Go back to episode one, two, maybe three, okay? So it's 21% of the GDP. Now, of that $3.8 trillion, right? 86% came from taxes. That's $3.2 trillion. So that's where your tax money is going, Okay. 47% of the tax money, okay, came from individuals. It came from our income taxes. 11% came from corporate taxes, okay? 33% came from social insurance, social security insurance, retirement plans, retirement receipts, okay? IE social security and Medicare coming out of our checks, right? And then 9% came out of excise taxes. Now, excise taxes are the taxes that are incorporated in prices that we don't really think about, like gas, cigarette taxes. I believe there's an alcohol tax, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, so those get taxed by the, so those, the companies get taxed by the IRS, okay? And then the companies just put the taxes incorporated in the prices. So we don't get directly taxed, it's an indirect tax, okay? So that's 3.2 trillion of the 3.8 trillion, okay? They all came from taxes, all right? The other $0.6 trillion, okay, uh, came from uh, federal federal debts, okay? That's basically when people have bought bonds, okay? Uh, whether it's other governments, whether it's individuals like um, you and me, if we're investors, all right? They came from bonds, okay? Government debt. We'll talk about that later. We'll hit on that hit on that later. Okay. So why why would Trump make cuts? Why would he make cuts? Okay, so now we understand how we have 3.8 trillion dollars, right? Um and when I say government debt, it's that we sold bonds to other companies or excuse me, to other uh countries. We sold bonds. So that's where the other 0.6 trillion came from. Bonds debt. It's government debt, okay? So why would Trump want to make cuts to anything, right? Why would he want to make cuts? It's because our national debt, okay, is $19.5 trillion, okay? Our national debt, that's all of the debt that America has, is $19.5 trillion, okay? Now, our 2015 budget was $3.8 trillion. Now we have to um, not only pay off some of our debts, 
okay? That government debt that we ensued um, by giving or, uh, uh, yeah, giving bonds, right? We also have to allocate it throughout the land, right? We also have to uh, allocate it throughout the land. So 21%, it's 21% GDP, meaning that our GDP is five times the 3.8 trillion, okay? I'm hoping this is making sense. The numbers are making sense to you, all right? So how did this money, this 3.8 trillion, how did it get allocated throughout the land, okay? I'm going to talk about how the government spent. So it's government spending. They put it into our economies, okay? I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell you how they do it. So there's three types of spending, government spending. There's mandatory spending, okay? There's discretional, uh, discretional, discretionary, discretionary spending. And then there's interest on the debt. So interest on the debt, they have to pay this debt back, the bonds, right? Anytime you buy a bond, okay? whether it's a government bond, any kind of municipal bond, whatever kind of bond. Um, if you're in Detroit, Little Caesars Arena, they are selling bonds, okay, in order to fund some of uh, Little Caesar Arena's building, okay? So they're going to sell you a bond. They're going to take that money, build up Little Caesars Arena, and over time, that bond is going to accrue interest. So if you end up buying a bond for $100, going to take that money, put it into Little Caesars Arena. If you have that bond for 10 years, it's going to accrue tr interest over the course of years, you know, over the course of time, right? So let's say in 10 years, your bond is worth $500, right? Now that is technically debt, right? $400 in debt, right? If I sold it to you, it's debt. If that makes sense, it should make sense, all right? So interest on debt. The government already knows how much interest on debt they have to pay, okay? Mandatory spending is determined by eligibility, okay? Determined by eligibility. So in order to get uh, Social Security or Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, right? Uh, food stamps, things of that nature, you have to be eligible, right? And then you have to qualify, right? So mandatory spending... We kind of know how much money is going to go to mandatory spending based on eligibility, okay? Interest on debt, we automatically know how much is going to go to that, okay? Discretionary spending is going to get the rest, okay? So in 2015, mandatory spending, $2.45 trillion went to mandatory spending. Remember that the budget is 3.8, okay? 2.45, okay, went to mandatory spending. That's almost all of it, right? Now, what includes, what's included in mandatory spending? That is Social Security and Medicare and food stamps. Th that, those are incorporated in that. Social Security, matter of fact, took 23% of the total federal budget, okay? When the guy said, why would Trump touch Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and things of that nature? It's because they take up most of the federal funding, I don't think that Trump really wanted to um, try to figure out how to shift monies around. He went to the ones that take the most money. And he also wanted to put more into the military. The military is not part of mandatory spending. The military is part of discretionary spending, okay? So he's going to take from mandatory spending and put more into discretionary spending. Mandatory spending is Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, food stamps, 
okay? Medicare took 15% of the total federal budget, okay? Just Social Security and Medicare took 37% of the total federal budget, virtually 40%, right? Now, discretionary spending took $1.1 trillion, okay? Now, discretionary spending includes uh, the Pentagon military. Um, it also includes Head Start program, which I did not know that it included Head Start. Uh, Pell Grants, WIC, uh, training and placement for underemployed folks, or excuse me, unemployed folks, and then scientific research, um, including uh, the National Institute of Health and uh, the National Science Foundation. So not saying that it was the right thing to do, but understanding how money gets allocated, right? You can see why, if he thinks that the military needs more funding, why he would attempt to take it from um, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. Those are the mandatory spendings, right? He had to shift it to discretionary spending, which is the military. Do I think that it's the right thing to do? I think that he could have figured out a better way for sure. And it's, and it's the way that it's set up is that over time, Medicare, Medicaid would be less and less federally funded putting more pressure on the states, okay? Putting more pressure on the states to fund these uh, programs. That's, what, that's what's happening. That's what his deal is, okay? It's not that he's just gonna take it away. Um, and actually, he still is kinda getting, um, what do you wanna call it? He's still kinda getting blocked um, to have it the way that he wants it to be. <clears throat> um, so we don't really know how how he's going to get what he wants done, but it, it looks like now uh, the government, the Senate, they're starting to budge. Um, but that's that's why he's attempting to take it from Medicare and Medicaid. Is there a better way? I'm I'm sure there is a better way. I'm sh those programs I don't think should be touched. Um, but understand that the government is continuously continuously trying to figure out how to minimize the national debt. Um, the national debt number that I gave you was $19.5 trillion. That was September 2016, okay? $19.5 every Every president is trying to figure out how to cut that. And it grew drastically during the recession. Um, if we're talking about um, debts, like who owns the debts? Like who owns the debts? Federal agencies own the debt. Most of them are foreign agencies. China bought a ton of debt from the United States. They bought a ton of, when I say debt, I mean bonds. They bought a ton of bonds during the recession um, from the United States of America. And now the United States has to pay interest on those debts over time, the interest on those bonds over time. Um, so $19.5 trillion is the number. That's 105% of GDP for um, 2015, it would be 105% of the GDP, meaning that we would not be able to create um, enough revenue as the United States, we would not be able to create enough output to cover that debt, we wouldn't be, okay? Now, how could you increase GDP? We would have to, We, meaning the United States, we would have to generate more output um, how can you do that? You can put more people in the workforce. Now, to qualify for disability, Donald Trump also wanted to touch on that. 
um, trying to get more people in the workforce. So if you're on disability, the qualifications for that can change. At the, I'm telling you, the, the qualifications for that can change. Okay, just like people didn't think that Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security wouldn't be touched, that's exactly what you know this president is going after. I don't think the other presidents haven't been going after different uh, different ways to increase the GDP. Everyone has done this. I'm not 100% sure who was president at the time. I believe it was Obama in his first term. Once upon a time, college students were able to get a Pell Grant and be on food stamps. That might have been just in Michigan. Not sure. Not 100% sure. But that's no longer the case. You cannot get food stamps and have a Pell Grant. You can't do both. Okay? You can't. Um, they cut that. That was a way of getting more college students to enter the workforce a little earlier um, and therefore or thereby increasing GDP. Every president is trying to increase GDP. OK. Um, what else? I mean, this episode is not going to be very long. I just want everyone to understand how the government ends up creating a budget, okay? And then what, how do they allocate these funds? Okay, you can find this information easily. Um, I found it easily. It wasn't very hard at all. Um, government websites. Uh, but um, like I said, 2015 I was able to find, 2016 hasn't come out, or I didn't find enough information. I didn't find enough information, but I'm sure 2016 is out and about. But we need to understand how even even in investing, even investing, when I invest, when I buy stocks or shares of stocks, I need to know the C. What is the CEO like? How do how do they make decisions? Um, do they have a moral compass? Like most of the um, like Amazon, uh, Amazon, Bezos, uh, Facebook, Zuckerberg, um, Tesla. Um, what's my guy from Tesla's name? Elon Musk. They are very um, into like going green, like protecting the environment. Very much into it. Okay. Um, I believe Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not 100% sure. But I know that they are investing heavily in what is it? What country is it? I want to say like it's some country that you wouldn't even freaking just think of off the top of your head. I want to say it's like Belgium or something like that. Belly. But it, but it's, but it's like one of the greenest countries in the world. And they're investing. They're like creating data centers over there. That's just going to ruin the environment. Yeah, it's not helping it. <laughs> but data centers, data centers, uh, centers over there that will end up being uh, powered by solar energy or wind energy. Um, I told you guys, I don't remember what episode was I talking about. On investments, I think it was episode, what episode was investments? I want to say nine for some reason. But I am, I know that we pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord, but there are countries that are going hard into solar energy and to wind energy it's a renewable energy and um, India and China invest in trillions in it. 
Um, I don't really care what we do in the United States. I'm finding the companies that are investing in it, and I'm getting in it. Like, it's an opportunity. Also, I put on Twitter. If you're not following me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter, jmas underscore zero three. Found an article, and I'm just getting into. I, I know I'm kind of like on a tangent, but I got into investing, and you know, that's my thing. So. The government, who, I don't even remember who was the source of the article. It says the government has finally admitted that marijuana kills cancer cells. I'm like, okay, good. Let me find, <laughs> let me find the companies. There are, there's already two pharmaceutical companies who invest in the CBDs, the cannabinoids, um, so in marijuana, but the cannabinoids, not so much the THC and creating pills for pain and um, pain, insomnia and um, appetite. Yes. And appetite, which I didn't know. So uh, U.S. government finally admits marijuana really does kill cancer cells. Lights over pills. Who is this? CNN. But there's other ones, too. I'm telling Canada is legalizing next year, 2018. Um, Mexico, for some reason, got into talks, although their government is saying, no, we're not, we're not, we're not. Although there are other government agencies, we spoke about it. But they're saying that we're not because their war on drugs is insane. Like, I'm not even going to get into it. But if you look on Mexico's war on drugs, it's... Of course, it's Mexico. Like I know, but but I'm like, why are you talking about marijuana? But they but they treat marijuana just like they treat cocaine and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I think it's big business coming. Yeah, it is. I mean, we already have I think seven states that rec- uh legalized recreational. Seven. I think it's seven now. Washington, California, Colorado. DC legalized. Is that DC considered a state? I mean, it's a district, but <laughs> yeah. DC, that's four. Legalized. Yeah, I can't think of nothing else. Red. Those four. Creational. Okay. Two. I need 2017 to 2016. Oh, Nevada. That's five. You would you would think Nevada did that? You know, since city. First. <laughs> Yeah. Medical marijuana. Okay. Oregon, Washington, Nevada, California, Alaska, Colorado, Maine, Connecticut. Legalized recreation. Some of those places I'm never going because they won't even recognize me as a citizen. They will. There's not one on here that won't. Maine? Yeah, Who I've been to Maine? Maine. I've been to Maine. You've been to Connecticut? Oh, you in school in Connecticut, didn't you? Yeah, well, I'm in Massachusetts. Maine is beautiful, and their seafood is amazing. Amazing. Have you been to Oregon? Um, for, I haven't experienced Oregon, just for like a game. But I haven't experienced I'll Oregon. go to Alaska. I heard Alaska is like beautiful. Like it's amazing in certain places. Yeah. yeah, me too. Okay, so I mean... We want to reckon. We want to understand how the decision makers 
how they operate. We in government and businesses, you want to know how they operate. For example, Apple. Apple got really stagnant. No kind of innovation when Steve Steve Jobs died. I dropped my Apple stock uh, December 2015. I sold it and put it into Netflix. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. At the time, I didn't know it was perfect timing. (laughs) But it was the perfect time to do that. Perfect time. And Netflix was continuously coming up with new stuff. Even though, like, a little while after that, they came out with, like, their idea for Marvel. And I was like, it's not going to do anything. Because I didn't know any of the characters. Hmm. And then it boomed. Unfortunately, I sold it, like, right before that. Okay, so, <laughs> you want to know. Netflix after that? I mean. Before that. Before that, when Beast of No Nation plummeted, when it just was like, I was like, they're not doing anything new. And then they started to do this, and then they started to do this. And then it talked about Marvel. And I was like, I don't know who Jessica Jones is. Hmm. I don't, like, Luke Cage. Like, I know who Luke Cage is, but. He ain't going to be popping. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. Luke Cage is amazing. Is <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I don't have much else. Um, If you want to, like, a lot of times, like, the guy who's, you know, said that you, know, you sound like you voted for Trump. I just answered the question. Logically, knowing who Donald Trump is, even before he got into presidency, when I was telling people, like, he had a chance, even though people did not believe me. You know, I hated that I thought it. <laughs> but it was real. Um, you want to know who's making the decisions. You want to know before they get in office. So that you make an appropriate vote. (laughs) That being said, if you are in the city of Detroit, okay, and you did not vote on August 8th, okay, which majority of Detroit did not vote on August 8th, there's 700,000 people in the city of Detroit as Detroit citizens, 70,000 voted, a tenth of the city voted. The general election is November. It's November. I need, please, please get out and vote. And vote for the candidate that represents your needs and your wants. Okay? I'm not going to try to sway anyone. But if you really want to know how I feel about this election coming up, um, you can Instagram. You can message me on Instagram, uh, jmass underscore o three. You can tweet me, JMS underscore 03. Uh, we can talk about it on Facebook, the 14% spelled out on Facebook. You can email me, the 14% spelled out podcast at Gmail. I will talk about it. I will talk about it until I'm blown in the face. Okay. And I spoke about it um, before this, this last elect or this last, you know, what is it called? Election? Primaries, yeah. Slash primary, primary vote, right? Primary elections. I spoke about it, and um, it picked up on social media. People, Detroit citizens, the downtown Detroit was not built by any politician. It was not rebuilt by any politician. 
downtown Detroit was rebuilt by Dan Gilbert. And Miggity Mike Illich. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, me and John have worked for Dan Gilbert's family of companies. Okay. He decided he was going to bring all of his people, all of his companies to downtown Detroit. I worked. All his people. Yeah, all his people. It was like, you know, what is it called? <laughs> Moses. So. I would say gentrification. No, that's when he oh. won was out. Or that's when they want black people or underprivileged folks out of the city. Well, people think that it's happening. And I would not deny it that it's happening right now. If that's the case, you have a vote coming up. Um, you need to vote who's going to be in favor or not in favor of gentrification. You need to use the power that you have, the power that you have as an American citizen. Every, I, I mean, this is what America is built upon, right? The people who were the first Americans had to report to the monarchy. They didn't have a say. That's what the whole revolution was about, right? If you're African-American, we don't need to talk about how our people died to be able to vote, to, to, to be recognized as a full human being and not three-fifths of a man. If you're a woman, we don't have to talk about suffrage, right? We don't have to talk about women's suffrage in that fight, right? So if you're not voting... I don't understand. Like, go to a dictatorship. Go go to, you know, like, go somewhere else. <laughs> go somewhere else, right? What is the point of being an American if you don't vote and you don't have a say in who's going to represent you? What is the purpose? I think that's how I'm going to leave it. Cool. <laughs> this is the 14% Podcast. Signing out. You guys have a good, good week, an excellent week.